On November 14th, the Tampa Veterans Mental Health Advocacy Council will host a homeless veteran stand down and veterans resource fair from 10 to 2 at the American Legion Post 111 at 6918 North Florida Avenue. This is open to all veterans and their families and lunch will be provided. For more information, go to Tampa Veterans Mental Health Advocacy Council event page on Facebook. listening to 88.5 WMNF. another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 FM Tampa 
Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with the members of the 4th Estate Crew. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. What's going on, Billy? <laughs> I'm just trying to get my bearings straight. I'm good. All, all right. right. All, all right. right. All right. Miss Annie, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We had a wonderful weekend, Walter. So we definitely got to let the yes, people know what we did today. Yes, I mean, um, yesterday, we had a good um, event come out, speaking about the energy, speaking about unity, mm-hmm. you know, and we got a lot of input, guys. We got a lot of input. We got... People that were there, they received resources on how they can get involved in their community. We did a call to action, and we're going to continue on with that today because we need, not just as us black people, not just us African-American people, people, okay, just people. Yes. We need to get involved to make it make it better for all of us because it, it affects all of us. So we're going to have those topics going on today. We're going to keep it going on with the funk like we started last week. Okay, because we also got the music going on up in here. Him and my Billy, they just taking me back. Yes. <laughs> so we want you guys to call in, 813-239-9663. When we get those topics going, give us your input, give us your thoughts. And if you have some resources that's available for us, hey, share share your information, Walter. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Um, it, it, it is important, and we're going to talk about this today, um, even though we are going to talk about the funk now. We've got to talk about the funk. But the main thing that, that I want to I want to talk about today, one of the things we want to talk about is the issue of priorities. Mm-hmm. Priorities in our community, right? Um, okay, so when, when, when we talk about priorities, I can't tell you truthfully what is most important to you. I, I really can. What I can tell you is what is important. But I cannot. There are two different things to tell you what's important to you. I cannot do. What I can do is tell you what is important. <laughs> That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, when I talk about this, one of the things, and it can't, it resonated to me yesterday that I had, we had two white women mm-hmm. who brought to our attention in the think tank yesterday that, that in, in the, when we talk about the state of the black and brown communities, um, and, and they humbly did this, by the way. Yes, they, they humbly did. did this. Yes, they did. Um, but they were correct. And you have to, in think tanks, you have to be able to put aside everything else and listen to what's being said. You can't get all offended. Mm-hmm. You can't get in your feelings. This is a think tank, okay? And what was said was every year, rules and regulations are made. Legislations are made. Mm-hmm. When those legislations are made, what 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 happens in our community? Somehow we just it just goes shoot right over our head, right over our head. Change is being done, and we know nothing about and it. We know nothing about That's it. And right. the first thing that happens is we say, "When did that happen?" Mm-hmm. Or, or, or what did happened? Happen? What happened? Happen? Yep. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. That's right. You know, and and, and you have and you watch this. We have our leadership. We have many of our leaders. When I say it, many of our, I say all, many of our leaders are sitting there saying, "Well, this happened, but how did it happen?" Mm-hmm. And 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 the question resonates with me, with me consistently because when we talk about issues of reparations, for instance, right? Uh oh, 
Yeah, you know you're about to start something, right? Start something <laughs> you're now. about to start something now. We probably ain't going to even get exactly. to the phone. Exactly. We're going to get some phone calls. Well, we ain't going to get to the phone today, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what I can tell you right now, when we talk about issues of reparations, now understand, I'm all for it. That's I'm right. all for reparations. Mm -hmm. But you got to recognize when a reparation is set right in front of your hand, right in front of you, right, put right in your the lap. The type of reparations. I think that's why everybody's getting right. confused. Because when you say reparation, they already automatically think you're monetary. Right, a you check. Know? Exactly. No. But listen to the different forms of reparation because within mm -hmm. those forms, some of those forms, guess what? There is some compensation for you. There really but is. But you have to step up, okay, and step out and go for it to see that it's there. Continue, Walter. Thank you very much, ma'am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for the state crew, for the state crew now. But no, seriously, we, we have we have all these things that are out there. And, you know, for, I can give you an example of something, okay? And, and everybody knows it's about me. I'm the environmental guy, right? right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when you look at the environment, there you have to look at the concept of sustainability. Indeed. Okay. When you look at sustainability, there are three parts to it, three tiers or pillars of sustainability. Think of a house or a structure. One is the environment itself, right? The second is social standing or social strength, mm -hmm. right? And the third is economic strength. Okay. So all of them, all of them are three, those are three strengths, Right, that hold up a house, a structure. If one of those pillars is in failure mode, as we call it, engineering, and uh -huh. failure mode, crack or break or something like that, a fracture of some sort, we have to fix it and we got to fix it fast. That's right, because it will infect the other one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You begin to lean. Uh -huh. As you start to lean, what are we, what are, what are you doing? When you lean on something, you got to look for what. Support, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So when people talk about, uh, you know, when people talk about our community, we ain't been right yet. Feed me, Seymour. Go ahead. Right. Well, there you go. There you go. You know, and, and we keep coming back for more and more. But but we got we got to be self sustainable, and 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 we to a degree we are because if it had not been for the fact that we had people. People in our community who were brick masons or um, carpenters mm -hmm. or lawyers and things like that, um, you know, guess what? We wouldn't be where we are right now. Indeed. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But it does not mean that we have been made whole. For You got to think, for half a millennia and more, right? For more than half a millennia, we were enslaved. Right? Mm-hmm. Listen to hear what I said. For more than half a millennia, that's a thousand years, we were enslaved in chateau slavery. That's a totally different ball game from what from what we experienced in Africa. All right? Mm-hmm. In fact, well, I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not gonna get into that. Here, here, here's the issue, because I can get into all that and then we forget. Well, what, break what, break break it down, because most people don't understand. Break it down. Mental enslavement and then physical enslavement. That's right. Okay? That's right. Let's That's go right. that route. That's right. So, and, and and for when it comes down to it, here in the Western world, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. In the Western world, when brought into the Western world, um, your humanity was broken down. Like that. Right? Mm -hmm. Your humanity was taken. In Africa, your humanity wasn't taken from you. 
When you were enslaved, there was a war, you fought, and if you were brought into slavery, into another tribe, you were, you were absorbed into another tribe. When you were brought to another tribe, you were able to even even become king in some, in some instances, or become a prince or a noble person in some instances, or but you but or you but you maintained you you maintained humanity, right? You were still a human being. They didn't have you doing what they didn't do to you. What happened here? They stripped everything from you. Your religion, your name, even your name was taken from you. Your family done. No, no. There's no. There's no knowing where, which region of Africa you came from or anything like. No, none of that. You, you see what we have to do right now to figure that out. Oh right? yeah, I just did it and, and got my results. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you did your ancestry. Yeah, okay. and. Uh, we, I'm still looking for more specific results, but I do know the regions. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Good. There we go. I did mine. What I did mine. What that was about a year ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I did it a year ago, and I did it before then because we did we did a show about it. Mm-hmm. When we changed before we changed um, before we changed studios, I did a show about it, and I talked about the region that we came in. But but uh, let, let me not get. I'm getting distracted. Getting distracted. Getting distracted. <laughs> yeah. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. So so here and hey Amy Elizabeth, what's going on up in Tallahassee, Florida? Um, so here's the thing: when we talk about stripping these things from you, mm-hmm. um, we now we we, we 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 now are left with a community of people who now can't read because you weren't allowed to read. Unlike in Africa, you can, you learn to read now. You learn because these were people who learned how to run government, mm-hmm. right? And help the people to thrive. But here, that's not how it happened. Here, you come here, you're stripped of everything, and you didn't, you could not read, you did not learn how to how to how to communicate uh, well. Uh, the whole nine, right? What ends up happening? What ends up happening? You have you have more than was it six million or so of us. At that particular time, hmm. that are that are released among, upon emancipation, released into the so-called wilderness oh. at this particular point, right? Once that happens, then if then what ends up happening? You have a society that is created post-slavery, post-chateau slavery, right, and delivered into a new type of oppression, right? Couldn't, couldn't keep us, couldn't let us do too much. A new type of oppression. Okay? What ends up happening as a result of that is we end up having, we end up in a red-lined area. So this is the place where you Negroes can live. Right? And we're going to put you there. Mm-hmm. You can't live anywhere else. You live there. Redlining. The earliest, the earliest type of redlining. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Segregated districts, redlining, the worst of the worst in terms of conditions that they know exist, but we're going to put you there because we got to figure out what to do with our Negro problem. That's what it's called in the newspaper back then. It's called a <laughs> Negro problem, right? And it's not just a Negro problem in the United States. There's a Negro problem all in Latin America. 
And I'm so glad you said it because everybody just thinks it's here. I no, say, man. As I stated yesterday, it does not matter what your geographical area is. It affects all of us in some form or fashion. Yep. It truly does. Yep. You know, and like you said, that, that mental enslavement, that's powerful. Oh, God. That's powerful. I'm telling you because it... it it did not so much just stripping you of your humanity. I mean, you have some of your dignity, everything, and your family, your children, they see this. And it trickles down. And that becomes part of that legacy that you're leaving for that family. You have that fear, that doubt, all types of things. And it stops you from growing. We spoke about growth yesterday. That's right. You know, and it stops you. So that's what we're going to talk about today, guys, because you have to understand it's still happening today. There are some people that are still mentally enslaved to believe they cannot. They will not. And then they, they, they should not. Okay? Right. But, but think yeah. about it. The emancipation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you, I'm gonna show you how, how we pay attention to the shiny things, but don't pay attention to the real thing. Mm-hmm. The shiny thing was emancipation. The real thing was the 13th Amendment. Mm. Huh. Under the 13th Amendment, what does it say? It says you are free except, that word except, <laughs> right? You are free except mm-hmm. in, the in the commission of a law that is broken. In that particular case, you are now put back into servitude mm. Under what? Under the Corrections Institute. Under prisons. The police now are established. Right? To make sure that they are raiding and and watching every little thing that we do in order to put us back into the prison system. Or put us back into slavery. But now, Walter, you know I'm always going to play advocate and look at the uh, other side of it. Mm -hmm. Okay? To me, it's called choice. Okay, that's very important because you have to be able to understand when you put yourself in a position to be put back into servitude. You know, now, and I'm not saying that we all do that, but that's just being honest because, I, again, I raise my children understand choice is very important. You know, if, if you are blessed to have that capacity, you know, right from wrong, what you choose to do with it is up to you. Well, yeah, no, you know? you're right. But I'm, what, I'm, what I'm referring to, you're absolutely right about that. What I'm saying is, in terms of time periods, okay, I'm showing I'm showing the you. progress of what of what's happened mm-hmm. in terms of this in terms of how we pay attention to the preemptions or laws that are made, and we just it goes right over our head. Gotcha. Right. Well, I think that it's important to recognize that the police were a product of this, the Fugitive Slave Act, mm-hmm. Indeed, first one yeah. in 1793, I think, and then another one in 1850 to send press even citizens into chasing after. The enslaved who ran away. Mm-hmm. But, what, that was but what citizens? White citizens. There we go. <laughs> okay, there we very go. specific. There we yeah. go. These there were we laws go. that were put out, you know, that w- were acted upon and created. Unless, unless your name was Catcher Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the Boondocks, then you know. You, if you know, you know. If you watch the Boondocks, you know what I'm talking about. Catcher Freeman. Catcher Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all caught that. Okay? I hope you caught it. I hope y'all caught that one. I hope y'all caught that one. Boondocks fans. Mm-hmm. Boondocks fans. I do recommend watching the Boondocks. Yes, very well written. Very well written. Shout out to Aaron Magruder. <laughs> uh, you know, it, when we talk about, so, so let's fast forward. We talk about civil rights, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let, let's fast forward. We're still in the red line districts now. We're still in the red line districts. But what, here, here's the thing. 
we didn't even realize what was happening then when we were being put in red line dishes. We just knew we were free. And well, white folks happy with yeah, free. free. And white <laughs> folks just said, oh, go ahead, you can stay right here. And the second that, that we that we do it and we start to thrive where we are, right? What happens? What happens? Consistently. And no and no one paid attention. This is what I noticed. No one paid attention to the pattern. It's like a 10 to 20 year pattern of violence that takes place. Y'all have y'all noticed that? It's a mm-hmm. 10 to 20 year difference. Every time it's a violence that happens. And they then white people do this on us every time, whether it's physical violence or some sort of violence that's done legislatively. Mm-hmm. Right? Consider. When you when you look at what happens, um, like I was saying, once emancipation took place, they were already beating our behinds, right? They, at, at will, killing us at will, but emancipation comes, right? But they can still kill us at will. Huh. Emancipation comes, and they can put us back in chains. Emancipation comes, but they put us in red line districts. Emancip- but all we pay attention to is we got emancipation. We can go to college, but they can put us back in chains. You can you can go to some colleges. Okay, <laughs> you, can go, you go to HBCUs. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You can go to HBCUs because that you know, under Reconstruction, that's mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. You got to think. Jackson State, for instance, was founded in 1877. FAMU was founded in 1887. This is this is only ten years, twenty years after slavery, mm-hmm. right? So you got to remember. That th- these are the sh- this is the shiny part. We're gonna let you have education, but you still got to stay on your side of town, right? It's called know your place. Know hey. your Ooh, place. Yes. Know your <laughs> place, right? Now, fast forward to now. What happens is your in- things like you know, we talk environment, right? What are we gonna do? We're gonna take coal ash and hazardous materials, and we're gonna dump them right next to where you. Live. Yeah. Shut up. Don't say a word. We're going to dump it right to where, right next to where you live. And you ain't going to do, what did they say? What did they say? And we're going to do it, and you ain't going to do anything about it, because we know you're not going to do anything about it. Because we know you're not going to take the time to get involved in You're not going to do anything <laughs> get involved yeah. in it, because you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand it because you didn't pay attention. How many, MB, how long have I been talking, have I been preaching um, brownfields and, and environmental stuff? About as o- long as you've been here. <laughs> over 20, over 20 some years I've been saying this to, to the black community. To the brown community. I've been preaching this forever. We did not listen. When a white man comes to the community, though, and bring and bring and says, well, I guess we'll go ahead and just and just let y'all know about it. The white man comes and says the same message that I just shared 15 years prior. And all of a sudden, he's the godfather of Dad Gun Brownfields. It, 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 not, not to mention the fact that we haven't mastered Brownfields yet. I think it's it's mainly also because they don't realize, one, like you're, you're correct, they don't totally understand it. So let's be clear. And the other part is they don't realize how it's actually affecting their health. 
you know, and it doesn't come to light until something really happens and a child has died because of whatever the case may yes. have been or a disease is now popping up and things like that. And that's when you have that light being shined on it now, yep. you know, and then you'll have that one, you know, person in our community is supposed to represent us, you know, stand up and say, oh, we should fight, we should, but we should have been doing that from the beginning. Exactly. You should have been telling us about this from the beginning. You should have let us know that these are some of the repercussions that can happen. These are the cause and effect of them putting mm. this in our community. However, mm. again, it mm. wasn't prioritized. It wasn't a priority to us because we was too focused on, I'm free, I get to do whatever I want to do and so forth. So I, I agree with you. It, it, it is hard to digest all this information, guys, when, when one... You're not used to it. Two, you didn't really think it was affecting you, you know. And three, honestly, some people have the mindset, well, it really doesn't bother me one way or the other. They're going to do what they want to do. But when you shook your shoulders like that, I promise you what you're doing is giving them authority to go ahead and do it and to continue doing it. You're saying to them, I am not worth I'm not worth it. And that's the part we have to get our mindset right about. You are worth it. Your children are worth it. You know, so it's affecting us. Continue, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, and, and you're right. You're 100% right. The reality of it is, no, I'm trying to let, I'm trying to let everybody see. See, he's, he's showing out right now. You know. <laughs> so we had a long day yesterday. We're going to talk about that in yes, a little bit. We, we had again, a long day. We're going to talk about that and later. Again, I keep trying to explain it. I may sound young, and I am young. I'm 56 years young, but look, I'm tired. So today I got a bandana on my head. <laughs> And I have a shirt on that says, Breaking News, I Don't so America, Care. So America, so America, so America. Breaking News, I Don't Care. But I do care. <laughs> I do care. <laughs> so he's showing out right now. <laughs> so, so you know, no, check it out, check it out. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Brownfield, let me explain it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you have to constantly okay. re- repeat yourself. Yes. Some people don't get the message mm. the first time, and some people didn't even hear it the first time. So we're placed in redline areas. Redline areas of uh, redlining was a practice that was that was used and still used. And a lot of people think it's, it's out of practice. They still do it. Um, but redlining is is a practice, a racist practice that had been outlawed where banks and lending agencies would only mortgage, uh, give mortgages to black people um, and brown people in certain places in a particular city, right? This is where they were allowed to live or get mortgages, right, or build a home or anything like that. And so that's what established where our communities were going to be. However... Those areas that were given to us were considered to be the undesirable areas. Mm, yes. Right? They know that this is where 10 years down the line they're going to build a, a, a plant, mm-hmm. an energy plant. Or 10 years down the line, this is where we're going to dump, put, it, put a, a dump site or a landfill, right? They know this is what they're going to do. But what they do is they don't say anything to you about it. And, 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 and we, we didn't think to ask that question because we don't know. About it, because we're not in control, right? So what ends up happening is we end up being placed in these places that are undesirable, where it's contaminated and things like that. Like example would be here in Tampa, the bottom, right? Yeah. I've given this example a billion times. I'm gonna give it again. The bottom. The bottom is a place in East Ebor where black people lived, where water would go downhill in Ebor City and settle in that area. That's stormwater and wastewater. 
And our people would go there because we didn't have a pool recreation area and do what? In the canals. Swim. Swim in the yeah. damn canal. Mm. Just imagine that. Okay? Or play around in it or whatever. So you're, you're exposed to this stuff, right? Okay, now, so that's that's that. Now, let me let me show you what a brownfield is. Now, in brownfield situations, you have pieces of real estate within our community that are that are not being they're just stagnant. They're not being sold. It's just there. It, you know, there's nothing that can be done with it because of watch this. Watch this. It cannot be sold or it is not sold because of actual or perceived contamination. Let me say it again. It is it stays stagnant, it stays abandoned, it stays closed, it does not sell because of actual or perceived contamination. Now, check the record. Publix. Ask the people in Publix where they got all their land from. What what programs did they use? They use brownfields. Brownfield? Mm. Yeah. The brownfields program is a program that was developed because of contamination situations that they found were active in certain areas. Old dumping that took place maybe 100 years ago, 40 years ago. Or whatever it might have been before, before uh, somebody, so a place was particularly occupied in modern times, right? And they come to find out it's contaminated. A perfect example would be railroad tracks. Where are where our neighborhoods located typically? The I mean, railroad track run right through our neighborhood. Oh yes, okay. Contamination comes off those off those tracks all mm -hmm. the time. Hydraulic fuel, all these things come off the tracks all the time. When they send oranges down the track. What 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 happened? You don't see no railroad tracks in Bayshore. There no railroad tracks in Bayshore. Very true. You're absolutely right. No railroad tracks run through West Tampa. Mm -hmm. Okay, trolley tracks run through West Tampa. The all the, the the hydraulic fuels go where into the ground. Right. All nice. the all the the oranges, the oranges that were that were sent through the orange rolls, they're on the train. The arsenic that's put on the oranges. Drips dry onto what? Into the ground. So as they sit in the train tracks around our neighborhood and around industrialized areas, what ends up happening? The groundwater carries that stuff, doesn't it? And it, it, it transports it down into the ground. And so this is where we get the poisons. This is where we get all this stuff. This is where we got Tico plants. <laughs> okay. That are in that are in the bottom at the end of Twelfth Avenue. That they that they know daggone well is contaminating the people in the, in the, in the neighborhood. Because but but they but they did what they moved it back. It's still it's still doing what? What what's happening? Still still possibly radiating right? Brownfields all through Twelfth Avenue in East Tampa. Most brownfields in, in Tampa and in, in East Tampa. Hmm. Uh, so if the question is, what are we supposed to do about it? Because I think what we're supposed to, uh, a cleanup is supposed to follow That's any kind right. of a contract for ex-Brownfield. And somebody's in charge, right? Somebody's supposed to be in charge of those contracts. So we have a Hillsborough County person who we should be able to contact and flood emails with. We have a city of Tampa person that we should be able to contact and flood at least to answer, be answerable to us about 
who and what contracts they signed and how much cleanup actually took place. I That's mean, you right. have, That's I'm looking right. at a manager named Jaxa Petrovic. What is it? Petrovic. Petrovic. And it sounds like a Russian name, but this is a... Oh, city? This is Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County. Unincorporated mm. Hillsborough County, who's mm. supposed to be in con- who's supposed to be in mm. charge mm. of the Brownfields program. Mm. So we need to know names. We need to know people that we could contact and say, "What are you doing? Improve it. Show well, us." Really, what you said is very true. Yes. And they and they gotta get this information out to the community. So we're gonna get out to the community. We're gonna, that's what we're well, gonna do. That, that's what we. That's what you started out as right. stating that these two women stood up yesterday at the event. And the fact that they were white women that stood up, mm. you know, and Walter and I had a conversation after that. They stood up to talk about what's going on in the black and brown communities, mm. you know. And again, it gets back to that priority part. Why are we not standing up talking about what's going on in our communities? No, we don't own the land. I mean, a lot of those white folks out in unincorporated Hillsborough County actually own land, so they will mm. be impacted. They mm. better stand up. They better say something. They better talk because otherwise people are just going to take over those lands and make money off of it, like mm. in the case of public. So people need to stand. People do need to know who these players are and a lot of, historically we've lost a lot of property we've lost a lot of absolutely. communities that we started mm, absolutely. as a result of of being you know our enslavement you know so we we needed a place and a lot of people don't even know the history of their own family starting these communities but we lost yeah. them through exactly. the violence yes. and, exactly. and possibly due to the camp the Contamination and, and lighting mm-hmm. and legal preemptions. But that goes back to that again, responsibility that you have to take within yourself and say, yes. who is in charge of my community? Right. What's the who's the county commissioner that I need to be contacting? We had a gentleman there, Jack, right? That you, what was right. his name? Jack was there. He goes to these county commission um, meetings and whatnot. So we we did no, a call no. to action. That's, that's Super Dave, Super Dave, Dave Coleman. Shout out, shout out to Dave Coleman, Super right. Dave Coleman, my man. Well, who is Joshua Ellis? Joshua Ellis, City of Tampa. Yes. Brownfield coordinator. That's right. There People need right. to know his name That's and right. his phone number. Under the economic up. development department. We dropping some jewels on you guys. Wake up. <laughs> you, man. We, we giving you names on who to contact. And, I mean, it's eight thirty nine in the a.m. Eight thirty nine a.m. and we dropping what? Jewels. Dropping jewels. Baby. <laughs> dropping jewels. <laughs> dropping jewels. We're That's giving right. you the funk. We giving That's you straight it. funk today. Let me tell you. And, and and think about it. This is re- these are reparations. That's right. The brownfield is just one. There's like a billion other grants, a billion other opportunities, and all these things. They're going to give it to you, but who needs to control it? We need to control what happens in terms of development in our communities. When the, when the brownfields finally hit our communities and people started realizing, oh, this is a brownfield, and they designated those areas as brownfields, what ends up happening is the government or white folks, in one way or another, end up determining what? What goal, what the best use of that property is. Why? Because we are equipped, or I'm sorry, are ill-equipped quite often in terms of the types of people or, or the people who are on certain committees at that particular time to be able to make a decision about what goes in those in those particular areas. I'll give you an example of what I mean. <laughs> when I say ill-equipped, I don't think I don't mean I don't mean that, that somebody's dumb. What I'm saying is ill-equipped means that you're not a professional in that particular area or in that particular field. And our communities are chock filled with professionals in that field. And when you don't consult those professionals, did you hear what I said? When you don't consult those professionals and you only listen to white folks about what they say (laughs) needs to go in your community, that's what you're going to get. 
So that's what you're gonna get. Take it a little further, Walter. They're not only not equipped, they're and in, um, ill-informed. Okay, so let's be clear. We have a bunch of people saying, "Oh, they watching TikTok, this and that." Well, the same way you take the time to watch all that TikTok, get informed about what's going on in your community. You better watch some brownfield stuff. Get informed on what's going on in your community. Find out the resources you have. They find out who you're supposed to be holding accountable of letting you know of being informed what's going on in your com- community and then get involved. Now, wa- now watch what's about to happen. Now, I was a teacher, right, for six years. <laughs> and was, now, as soon, now, when the light, when it comes on, when the lights come on, watch what happened. Uh, but you didn't tell us what a brownfield was. <laughs> what do you read my mind? I promise somebody's going to call in and say Somebody's going to call in and say, <laughs> what exactly but what's a brownfield? <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and say it again. Let's say it again. I'm going to say it again. At 8.42 a.m. I said it at 8.39. I'm going to say it at 8.42. 8.42. What is a brownfield? Folks, listen to me. Listen very carefully. And I mean this. I mean this. Because this is a preemption. This is a preemption that they will put they will put something in legislation that will take this away from you. Uh-huh. They will take it away from you. Listen to me. A brown, it, I put it in the simplest terms I can possibly put it. When you have an area in your community that is possibly contaminated or actually contaminated. Or conceived to be contaminated. That, that, that's that's <laughs> possible, right? Perceived or actual contamination mm-hmm. in in your community. It's, in other words, it's the reason why that piece of property or that, that building has stayed dormant. Or it has not been sold, folks. It's a brownfield, okay, and it needs to be designated as a brownfield. That is a brownfield. It cannot be sold. It has not been sold. It's just been sitting there. But they, the, the, the point is to use it. They want to sell it or have it used because a brownfield is a property. The expansion, the redevelopment, exactly. or reuse of which may be complicated by the presence Come or potential on, presence <laughs> of a hazardous substance. There we go. That's and right. do they give you a? Do you watch this? The 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 challenge has been: have do we have the 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 power, the economic power, to get the loans that are necessary? Quite often, the loans necessary, right, mm-hmm. uh, or the the financing ready in order to be able to put in place what is on that or what should go in that property. Yeah, you you could have the economic power if you do it socially. If you do it together, exactly. You, can't, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've not seen a church yet. If I'm wrong, I might be I might be very wrong, but I'm telling you right now, I pay very close attention to these things. I haven't seen a church yet that's put this to use. Not one. And I've told a billion times over, if I'm wrong, I apologize. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But if I'm but if I'm right, right or wrong, this needs to continue. Churches, more churches need to do it. Churches are the, have been the center of every movement that we've had in true. our history. Very true. Dadgummit, get down to business. We are weak when it comes down to this type of thing now. This generation has been very weak with regard to what we're doing with our churches. Very weak. And I ain't taking it back because I, <laughs> I know that what I'm saying is right. 
I know what I'm saying is right. There, there's no excuse, none, as to why this building, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. There's no excuse. There should not be an empty building in our community where it used to be a grocery store. I don't care nothing about no... What do I care about Walmart? What do I care about Walmart? <laughs> you about to get some phone calls. Walmart, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Walmart, listen, man. Walmart ain't got to be the only show in town. You letting these people just take over stuff. What you doing? What are you doing? They call it the, the evil empire. They own the evil empire because you let them be. All these black folks, all these Mexicans, all these Hondurans, and all these people out here that are picking these vegetables and selling them in the open market, you mean to tell me that you can't make a grocery store? Yeah, but you, Come can't, on now. you can't leave it up to the churches these days. No, I'm not, and I'm not just putting it on churches. Yeah, there's too many I'm people who saying, are organized. Everybody, yeah. everybody needs to get yes. organized where they are. I mean, there's a lot of... Fraternities and sororities, they yes. got the money to do it. I mean, churches, you know, they, they get a tax break and everything, but they're more concerned about their building and their land and, and, the, and the parishioners there and maybe their lives. But you got the people idea like of starting a business from a church, maybe a school, but, you know, and they are doing that, but starting yeah. a business is a little more complicated for churches. Listen. And you, ha you have to look at the grand scheme of things, guys. These, these organizations and everything that you're mentioning— to them, we're on the low pole, you know, the, on the, the low pole, on the totem pole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a big issue, and we could, it's not a big issue because we don't make it one. Mm -hmm. It all boils back down to that. See, we could, again, it's all about, like I said yesterday, sitting up complaining about it, discussing it, saying what you're angry about. If you're not doing anything about it, then you're saying it's okay. It's, it's going to oh, always boil right back down to that. If you're if you're not doing anything about it, you just you're just saying it's okay. When you're talking about Walmart, and you're gonna get phone calls about it. <laughs> so Ooh. call at eight one three two three nine nine six six three and tell Walt how you felt about Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> do you go shopping? At, yes, I do. Yes, I do go shopping at Walmart. You know why? Cause ain't no black mart. <laughs> well, That's why I go to Walmart. I got Walmart jeans on. Understand something. The, they're not going to put Whole Foods in, um, you know, in those communities. Okay, so they're not going to put a Whole Foods there because Whole Foods feel that we can't afford them. Right. Okay. So that's so not. So they're not putting it in our community. Exactly. And but we don't make it an issue. Again, it keeps coming back to it that. Is, we don't is. make an issue about having fresh food and fresh, you know, vegetables and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, in our neighborhoods, you we think, don't make it think, an issue. You we think an urban garden is the only solution to this thing? Urban garden can't even begin. To be the is 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 can't even begin to do what we need in terms of this type of thing. It it serves only a certain segment. It can serve so much more if we if we get our resources together and be and, and get a field like a farm somewhere, work with a farm with the black farmers and help them to do this. Nope, they gave us all they gave us all these and save a lot. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. And we don't that. save a whole lot. Exactly. Try and right. save. Right. We're going to make you think we gave you something great. And then they have vegetables and stuff for you to go to walk, go to all these mm. um save a lot. And then that that's again, we accept it. We well, accept I it. I think this is an excellent program to uh Talk about this. The excellent day to talk about this because this is Human Rights Day, and mm. this is a human rights issue. It is, and so far, global warming is being discussed at the global level. But you know, those who already are benefiting from the current system as is are pushing back today. And OPEC are is speaking up, trying to block 
change uh, any language that changes and phases out fossil fuels, for instance. So, you know, the empire strikes back. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> things get tough. You know what, what, what drives me crazy? So, I, as I sit there and I talk to, to, to uh, a white person, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they tell me something that's like, well, we, <laughs> we, we, you know what? Well, brother, we all got to come together. And, and get this done. You ain't going to come together and do nothing. You ain't going to come together and do nothing. Talking about, we going to come in and come. When? When? You're wiping out our whole communities. Well, why should I trust that? I, I can trust that? Really? I can trust that. You could, They make preemptions in order to shut down home rule so the energy companies can keep killing us. Really? So they can keep burning fossil fuels that poisonous, really. Yeah. So, so, I should, so it's all. So it's gonna be all right, huh? It's gonna be okay. It, it's it, gonna be okay when you're the one that's that's affected by it. When you're the one, when when my problem becomes your problem, is then that we got to get together. But when I, when my problem ain't your problem. You ain't, you ain't thinking about it. Now, I'm a tagging on that. I agree with you to a certain degree on that. But I will also say this. <laughs> they going to get involved if it's going to benefit them. And when there's a tragic tragedy that happens in our neighborhood, whether it be, like I said, cause of disease and it was because of contamination, mm. oh, that's a lawsuit. That's a beautiful thing. You're going to get a whole lot of white people calling you in. <laughs> Trying to keep that from happening and, again. And, and they're going to, they gonna, but they, they will be compensated for it. They're going to make money off of your tragedy. That's right. what I'm saying. And what if we have a train derailment here, like we saw in in, in a Oh, man, please. Okay, so please, listen, dude. It's going to take forever for him to get to it. Right, but uh, again, guys, you, you're going to always hear me. Why does she keep saying it? Because I'm trying to wake you up, okay? Right. You have to get involved. We can talk about these issues for you all day long. We can bring all this to your attention. We can make you aware of it. But if you do nothing with it, it's fruitless. And that's what the point I'm trying to make. So we got a phone call. I told you the lines got is open. Up. Here we go. Two phone calls. Is, is somebody going to say it? That's what I'm worried. <laughs> is somebody going to say the word? But Billy, let's get the funk in the hole on there for Roy is while we're doing this. Yes, sir. Or ma'am. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, my name is Nikita. Nikita Toppins-Dera. And I just want to thank you all so much for doing this. This is vitally important for our community to be talking about this. Absolutely. Um, I want to encourage you all to not let up on the pressure. Keep putting the pressure on our communities to become aware, grow in knowledge, and to respond to the calls. So thank you. I want to appreciate that. There's two I, points. Ooh, appreciate that. Nikki. you gave thank me you. chills. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, this is so good. This is it's wonderful. There's just two things I want to react to the conversation so far. Um, I really want to encourage those who have um, the following and the, um, the influence on the community to, to really utilize social media presences wherever you can. I know mm. that in terms of generations, you know, this is something new even for me as an older millennial. And I'm not a TikTok user, but I know I have to stay engaged. I know I have to learn how to use it because it is a captive audience, whether we like it or not. And there's an opportunity there that I don't think that we're leveraging enough. Indeed. As um, as advocates and, you know, even the politicians. And a lot of them, when it's time for campaigning, they go straight to where the people are. Oh, yes, yeah. they do. They engage our voters, our youth, in ways that they understand and get 
and receive messaging. It's not enough for us to say, you know, uh, you know, just a little pushback here, get off TikTok. No, stay on TikTok and listen to this. We have to evolve in our messaging and the way that we engage our followers. That's number one. And number two, I think it's an important and critical thing as you're, you know, um, giving history and taking us all the way back to how we even got to this country to talk about the level of trauma and um, lack of attention to our mental health that needs to be front and center of any conversation. A lot of, we talk about fight or flight, but there's another concept of freeze that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. And when we're being presented constantly with trauma, talking about the the lack of healing that's been done in our communities, it's because we're tired. And generation after generation, we haven't found solutions and we're Mm -hmm. So there's got to be a reinvigorating of hope. Got yeah, she said. We, and that possibly. is only going to be done when we address the trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Nakia, I want to say again for, for all of us here, thank you so much. And please continue to get the word out. You know, just, just like you said. For me. Yeah. Oh, you know no, what? I'm, I'm speaking for you. I'm, Nakia. You know, when thank you for calling. <laughs> no, let me stop. Let me stop. Nikita, please, Nikita, please continue to listen. Please continue to spread the word. And like you said, I'm like you. I'm just getting used to TikTok as well. But you're right. The politicians go to that because they know they can hit a whole new demographic and get the word out. And we need to do the same thing when we see things going on in our community. So I applaud you and I appreciate everything you just said. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Nikita. Thank you. Thank you all. All right. Let's call. Caller, welcome to the Sunday Forum. Good morning, welcome. Hello, this is Russell. Good morning, hey, Russell, Russell. What's going on? Hey, Walter, are you aware that uh, your program does not exist about white people? The what now? <laughs> are you aware that your program would not exist without white people? What do you mean? There are white people that, 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 that exist. There are white people that help out, but I want to. But I want to. I want to hear exactly. I want you to clarify that point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say it any more clearly. So, are you trying to say that black people don't contribute to the station? That they don't? Um, they're not donating. Anti-white rhetoric. Guys, view is there. We go. Okay. okay. That's what so let, let me let me let me clarify. Walter, if you don't mind, please. Thank you. Again, I know you've heard me say this multiple multiple times. This is not just a black show. There's no anti-white. It's just certain facts that we're pointing out. Okay. Please clearly understand that. And when individuals such as yourself call in and try to flip it to make it something that it is not, that is part of the problem, sir. At no given time did you hear myself, Walter, or my Billy say anything that was anti-white. We just made factual statements. White people do get involved. They get involved sometimes to help and also just to benefit themselves. That's a fact, okay? Black people contribute to this station as well. So, no, it does not exist only because of white people. It exists because of all people that chooses to participate and donate and hear the word and message that is being given out. I do want to thank you for calling, though. Thank you so much. We call them white allies. Okay. There we go. There's nothing anti-white about it. There we go. There we go. I just think that some white people, especially on the right, are very sensitive. And they can't take any kind of criticism. Well, don't, don't, don't get sensitive until you become a slave. Okay? <laughs> right. No, right. Don't become sensitive right. until you become a slave and understand what the struggle really was about. 
Really, we do, we do appreciate all calls, but if you come call in, when you call in, and with the wrong, agreed, when you come in with the wrong message, we're gonna say gonna something. You're gonna light you up now. Yeah. Don't you, you, you gonna light you Res- up? Respectfully, make okay? your choice. <laughs> you got what the hundred and one slashes? Okay, make, choose which one gonna get. One of us gonna slash. We gonna drop you. We gonna drop jewels on you. That's all we gonna choice. do. We just gonna inform yeah. you. Drop jewels. No, nah, brother, it's, it's the, you know you're misinformed. That's okay. We, we we want we want to give you some knowledge. It's, it's good. It's yeah, good. that was that wasn't missing for That was. <laughs> yeah, no, we just had. I'll be a nice. No, as my brother would say, we just nice had to get his mind right. We just had to get his mind, mind right. right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. All. Please no, continue man. to call in with your comments. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We appreciate all. All right, Madeline, call, we got call, another let's, one. Let's get it. Let's get it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the send forum. All right, just wanted to call and let you know that I'm offended by that last caller. I listen to your program every week, and I applaud the efforts of people making to have an intelligent conversation to improve the lifestyle of everybody. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That sounds like Super Dave. Is that Super Dave Coleman? Is that Super Dave? I don't think so. <laughs> I think, it sounds like Super well, Dave. Call, caller, thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you very much, caller. Thank you for calling and We appreciate that. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning, caller. You on the air? Caller? Well, I guess they don't want to talk. Well, I had here. to start smiling at myself because you saw how passionate I got. I started getting, like, he was right in front of my face. Right. Sir, I need you right, to right, 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 right. The fingers went together let me and everything. Clearly. clearly. Let me explain this to you clearly. Clearly. <laughs> no, man, you know, we get these all the time, and, and, and it's okay. It's all right to get them because, because it gives us a chance to actually set it straight. Now, whether he takes it, and takes it well, you know. I think it was disingenuous. He did. He hung up as you were. Yeah, oh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew he did. I yeah, saw it. Course, we got another course, call on the air before we go to music. Go call. ahead, caller, quickly. You on Sunday four? Is that me, Mabile? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man, happy to hear from you guys. I just wanted to call in. After that other guy wasn't misinformed, he was trying, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always trying people. Every yeah. time. They're always going somewhere looking for people, and everywhere they go, they find us. So why you keep on fighting with us, man? Come on. They're looking for a reaction. We're all over the planet. We run the planet, baby. <laughs> Lord, I'm a, Absolutely. Always anti-white have. rhetoric. Is, that's yeah, what it's, hey, this, this ain't no rhetoric. This is true. We built this thing. Right. Man. He was he was looking for us to come back with him being angry. We're not angry 